Welcome back to Inside Marketing Design. I'm Charlie, I'm the creative director at ConvertKit and to be quite honest, I'm very nosy. I started this show because I love learning about the inner workings of other tech companies so I can learn from them, pick up process tips to apply to my own work and just cause like I said, I'm very curious. And in today's episode, I'm speaking with Lucy List who is the design manager on the core product marketing team at Shopify. And I think it's fair to say that Shopify is the most popular e-commerce platform. Businesses all over the world use it to host their online store but the team at Shopify also make other products too like Burlo, Handshake, ShopPay. There's a lot going on and as a company they are well over 7,000 people now. That's a big company. Lucy shares a lot of great insights in this episode about the Shopify brand, the team structure and some changes they actually made to it recently as well as the process behind the launch of the latest Shopify product Hydrogen. Before we get into it though, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Webflow. Webflow is a no-code website building tool that I use for all of my personal web projects and for some of work as well. As a designer, it lets me build a site using a visual editor that just makes sense to me because it feels like a design tool. And all the while in the background, Webflow is writing nice clean code for me. Check it out for your next web project at insidemarketingdesign.co slash Webflow and you can see what I mean for yourself about it being a great building and launching experience. But now let's get into it and take a look inside marketing design at Shopify. Welcome to Inside Marketing Design, Lucy. I'm excited to dig in to marketing design at Shopify. This is a company that I feel like I've been watching from the sidelines for a while and I have friends who work there and yeah, excited to learn more about you and what your team does. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and nervous to be here, but more excited. <laughs> good. As long as the excitement outweighs the nerves, I think we're yeah. in a good place. <laughs> so let's start with, with a very easy question that I know you can answer. Tell us about your design team at Shopify. What is your role? What team do you manage? Give us the lay of the land. Yeah. So um, at Shopify, we have about 500 plus approximately UXers. And out of those, um, we are about 140 um, marketing UXers and we mm. kind of call them mucks. So mucks, marketing M-U-X. UX. Yeah, I like exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> and within our mucks team, um, we have, uh, I guess, four disciplines um, and there's 17 of us. Uh, so it spans from design, content, um, and development and production. So production is kind of video, photography, and motion. So I lead a team of, I think, four designers. Uh, we have an intern starting. Nice. And we also have an open role for a staff. And our team falls under our UX director, which is Maggie Faust. And she actually just started um, maybe a month ago. And she's come from uh, Facebook and Instagram. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, we're really, really excited to have her lead our team. What What is the discipline or like the name of the team that you lead? So I'm uh, the design manager of the core product marketing uh, team. I lead the marketing UX side um, of the Mux team and mainly focused on design. Tell us more about the work that your team does then. Marketing UX, what does this mean and what are you responsible for? <laughs> so we are responsible for the creative and strategic marketing of Shopify's core product portfolio. And so what okay. that actually means is the awareness, the adoption, the advocacy of our core products. So everything inside the box when um, entrepreneurs or merchants sign up for Shopify. So as a product marketing team, we're essentially, we're storytellers um, and we're trying to like deliver the right message to the right audience 
in the right channel. And so sometimes our audiences are entrepreneurs and merchants, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're developers and partners. Um, so depending on who our audience is, we want to reach them in those those channels and just ultimately have a concise uh, voice around Shopify's product value. And specifically on my team, um, we're the marketing design team. So we're visual storytellers. Yeah. Um, so we're responsible for what that looks like, what it feels like and how it shows across uh, consistently. So on this, like what I feel like the sense I'm getting from you is that marketing UX at Shopify is filled with people who aren't just designers. You're putting that UX title on a lot of other roles. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because that's really interesting to me, that that use of terminology. Yeah, so marketing, well, you just UX as a craft in general, we span across like product and marketing. And so we have those two sort of streams. Um, And within those streams uh, in product, we have like, researchers, we have uh, front-end developers, content folks, uh, design, industrial design. And then from a marketing perspective, like I mentioned earlier, production, so video, animation, motion, content development, as well as design. And so we work together when projects come in and we deliver it. Uh, And depending on like what the application is or what the channels are or the mediums, like we are able to kind of fully service and produce marketing content. I like that this framing of it because, yeah, I mean, when you said marketing UX, my brain instantly went to, well, UX design then, obviously, you know, but yeah, you're you're right. There's a lot of other things that contribute to a user experience than just design. And so I like that Shopify have put this name to it and that everyone falls under that category. Yeah, I think we've been really, really lucky in that like in some smaller companies that I've worked at, like you kind of have to wear all those hats and Mm. like kind of do all those roles. And we have dedicated people who can help out and be kind of like owners um, in their respective fields and, and share their talents across. And so, yeah, our team is focused on the design and visual portion and we, yeah, work together and make it come to life depending on the channel. And your team is the marketing design or marketing UX for the core product. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the the team structure there? Because, I mean, for people who don't know, Shopify have several different products that come under yes. the Shopify name. So it sounds like maybe you have a design team for each one. We do. So we used to be a centralized sort of marketing team where everybody is all in one and we work through all the marketing and creative and we launch. What we found there was that we were kind of treated kind of like a service or an agency mm. within Shopify. And so we weren't close to product. Since then, I would say towards the end of last year and mostly this year, we've now become a decentralized marketing team. Um, so what that means is we have marketing teams that support each and every product area that we have at Shopify. So when I started, I thought, oh, well, Shopify just builds websites for commerce, but we do way more than that. For example, like shop, retail, money, SFN, which is Shopify's fulfillment network. Uh, There's global branding, there's ecosystems and partners and growth. And so all of those product areas and services have a marketing team. 
Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. So there's 140 of us each with their own little sub MUX groups. And we're all uh, responsible for marketing each of our product areas. Um, my, my team actually supports one of the largest uh, product portfolios, obviously, because it's core. And so we have a bigger, a bigger team. Um, but we do support like over, I want to say 1800 developers. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a pretty big team um, with a lot of products and services. And so if you can imagine just, yeah, our small but mighty team supporting all of that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, you know, six people is the number that we got to that you're not quite even six people yet yeah, supporting yeah. that many. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah. That's and <laughs> we've, we've actually doubled like last year. I, yeah, we started with three, three folks and this year we've doubled, almost doubled. And then hopefully next year, yeah, we'll get more folks in and to help just share and talk about all the great work that our product team is doing. And so you were at Shopify previously in the more centralized model. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about why the decision was made to become decentralized and how has it worked out for you? Are you pleased with the decision? Does it seem to be working out well? So as I was hired to help build out the, the marketing side of the design system, we also recognized that, yes, we are centralized. We are connected together as a marketing team, but we weren't really connected with the product side. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge sort of red flag where, yeah, we just need to get closer um, to product and become one team. Yeah. So now I feel like we have more of a seat at the table. Um, we're great. brought in earlier uh, into the oh, process. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. And we're really, really understanding the product more so. We're given that time to sort of dig into the product mm. uh, as opposed to when it used to be sort of centralized where you're kind of jumping from one project to the other, you're launching and then you just move. And so you don't really get that opportunity to kind of develop and, and grow with a product. It's It's been great. And I would say we still do have some things that could be better because we're all decentralized now. We need to come together as a marketing team. And so some of the work that I initially did for the marketing design system um, was sort of put aside because of uh, the pandemic. And we kind of had to reprioritize just Shopify's priorities as a whole uh, to help merchants. Because yeah, as you know, like some folks had to close their doors and they didn't have an online presence. And so we kind of had to re, yeah, rethink about like how we were going to help and support merchants through this tough time. Just internally, we reorged and we set aside design system for a bit and now we're we're kind of coming to this sort of realization um and it kind of happened early but we're just yeah having to focus on um design systems and now improving our processes uh improving the way we work it's yeah so that you can be more connected across the marketing yeah team, yeah right i know that last year there was a lot of because a lot of new teams were popping up everybody is kind of focused on their sort of product areas and building up their teams and now that we've gone through that process for the year we're comfortable enough to like 
look outside and like start like bringing everything together yeah Yeah, like individually these pillars are more stable now so now we can look at how we connect them all exactly exactly yeah i really like that you shared that too because i mean quite honestly the marketing site design system at convertkit that I am responsible for has been a mess over the past year. (laughs) And it's just not something I've been able to prioritize and I've been feeling guilty about it. And so honestly, it helps me to hear that like, no, (laughs) Shopify even made this decision that there was more important things in the design system right now. So I don't know. I love hearing that. I hope that people listening, maybe that makes them feel better too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like we, we got it to a point where it was like, it was usable and we had the foundational and, and, uh, sort of basic pieces and those marketing teams could take and run with it. But now we're recognizing, okay, we need more than that. Um, and we need to like refocus and just get back into yeah systems thinking and design systems mm-hmm. and, and how we scale it. This feels like, like, as you're describing this, I'm, I'm seeing the, you know, the diamond model that we often use to talk about design of like starting together, going it wide and then coming back together. Yeah. You, you're going wide was the separating into the decentralized teams and now you're figuring out how to come back together again. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. illustration of it. <laughs> and a thing to just point out is that like it's not just the design system, but we need to get better at uh, like our processes of how we hire, onboarding, or like how we, I don't know, talk about Shopify um, and how it looks across. Um, so we just need to come together and, and be a little bit more clear and concise about yeah, how we look to the world. Yeah, totally. All those like common threads, right, that run throughout all of the marketing design teams. Let's talk about the like current processes and things as they are, though, because you mentioned that a benefit of this decentralized model is that now you're more connected to the product design team and like just product in general of knowing what's going on. How do you collaborate with product as part of your um, the core the core product team that you're on? Hydrogen uh, is a project that is super super fresh in my mind. Um, because we had just launched on Monday. Um, and so that was a project that we worked really, really closely with the product team. And it's such a tactical product that we had to. and To get what, that deep understanding, right? Exactly. And so what Hydrogen is, is a React-based framework for um, developers to build custom storefronts on Shopify. And so I can only say that now because I've been deep in it for the last few months when i first started it was just gathering all that context and like really understanding what exactly hydrogen was Uh, and so working really closely with the developers working really closely with um, the product team and our product owner or product manager and so just really understanding the product and what it does and how it benefits and all of the the value props and stuff like that so that really helped kind of build out the brand and build out the visuals and all the marketing assets that are out and launched now for me really understanding the brand really understanding and researching the audience itself like we normally our audience is the entrepreneur and the merchants but there are times when we yeah our audience are developers and so That's something newish for us. We do have a sort of separate marketing UX team that's focused um, on our ecosystem and partners. And so they have the expertise. And so we also have had to work with them to like just pull in um, all the good nuggets that that we could, um, yeah, just gather on how, how to speak to this audience, um, what they're looking for. We also 
had sort of like a focus, internal focus group of developers that we kept on kind of like um, very reaching handy out to, to. Access yeah, to those people internally. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, we had focus groups and we would just do it super casually, sharing really early and often, like, what do you think of this? How does this resonate with you? And it's not just like, the final product it was like from the beginning when we were creating like what the logo and the feel um, mm-hmm. would be like and so it was always just like gut checks yep. um, and, and casual ch- gut checks yeah it's just been great and I think when we launched having sort of the product side be like yes the product team built this thing um, and finally we have like marketing that really resonates and really celebrates the product teams work and so for them to be proud of it like that's just that's really yeah really um a compliment to to the work that we've done yeah it sounds like a lot of what you're doing as part of this process is what i would think of as product marketing right do you have product marketers on the team or like how much is the uh, a marketing team involved like non-design side if that makes sense in in yeah this yeah so our like like I said, our team is core product marketing. And so our, I guess, partners or counterparts are PMMs, so the product mm-hmm. marketing managers. Um, so we work really, really closely with them um, to create the brief, um, to put together a uh, go-to-market plan. Um, so we really understand like where we're trying to target and what the value props are, what's the message. And so we work together. So on this particular team, we had a content designer. We had two other um, designers, myself, and then uh, a video motion animation person um, from the production team. And so we all work together as a MUX team to, yeah, launch. Yeah. And we, we like to work and be brought in at the beginning just to understand like the context, first of all, like the product that we're talking about and understand the audience and um, understand where they're going to, I guess, best receive these messages and where it's going to click for them. So, yeah, it was. So you're a part of the like conversations and like the discovery phase of this, I guess, to figure those things out. Yeah. Yeah. Which definitely sounds like a very decentralized way of working, right? Where you're not just getting a brief and being like, this is what we need. Okay, let's go design it. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's the way it used to be. And it was kind of like, here's the brief and just, we want this, 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 and this, and just execute. And so it didn't feel like we were partners or collaborating um, together on it. This to me, this model really works because we just, we're really getting into the product and understanding it. And, um, as we progress and build like, um, general availability, like we're going to have that context from before we're tracking all the work. We will understand how people are engaging with all of the marketing assets. And so it will just better inform the next iteration or the next launch. Cool. Okay. There's so many things that you've just said then that I want to go into more detail on, but let's keep talking first about hydrogen and the launch of the, like the landing page for it, I guess, in particular, as an example to talk through. So once you've figured out the, like the brief with everyone else on the team, um, who works on the design of the page specifically? And what did that process look like? Yeah. So we actually initially started out with the brand. Because Mm -hmm. this was a product that is brand new for Shopify, 
um, that we were launching. We wanted it to have its own look and feel separate from Shopify's look and feel, um, kind of how like React is sort of separate from Facebook um, yeah. or now, I guess, Meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the back of our minds, we, we knew, okay, it needs to look different, um, but also feel like it's supported by Shopify. It's trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a company like Shopify backing it up so you know that it's going to be here and s- stay um, yeah. and, and not something that you will use and then just won't have the support or, or maintenance for. Um, so that needed to be clear and apparent through our branding. And so we started off with that, trying to understand the product and then building out the logo and visuals for it. And so we went through sort of, I think in total two week sprint for the brand. Wow. Um, Just two weeks. That seems short. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't have a ton of time, but but we did it. <laughs> we nice. managed to do it. So as we were building out the brand, we were also trying to figure out, okay, well, how would this translate to web or yep. how would it translate to social or other marketing assets? And so we just always had that sort of those applications in the back of our mind. And then once we came to a sort of like a final um, logo uh, and visual direction, then we started the web stuff. And so when we started the web stuff, it was first really trying to understand where it's going to live, who is going to go here and how we're going to get them there. We did a journey mapping and we did like sort of where the mindset, understanding the mindset of where people are coming from and then where, where they're going to go and what do they want to know and what do they want to see um, when they land on the page? How is that? Like, how are we going to engage them to try out hydrogen and how are we going to engage them to get excited about building with hydrogen? And so those are all things that were kind of um, in the back of our minds. Uh, and then it just sort of the usual UX process of like wireframing, sort of content design and um, figuring out what are the chunks and pieces of messaging that we want to uh, yep. have on the page. And then jumping into visuals and like applying the sort of branding and visual style from the first sprint into that. Um, so we went through a lot of iterations and also a lot of iterations of the content itself. And yeah, uh, it's just over time, just checking in with our stakeholders, checking in with um, our dev focus group um, to making sure that like, yeah, we're still on the right track um, and things still make make sense. We also treated this project, like the web portion specifically as a sort of MVP beta. If you look at the page, the there's four CTAs and you think, okay, that's a little much. It's crazy. Um, but we did it purposeful. Like we did it with intent that we want to get a gauge of how developers will start and yeah. what will actually get them motivated to use hydrogen. And so we're tracking those um, CTAs. And so that will inform what the mm-hmm. GA or general availability of the website will have. Like what are those main CTAs that they interact with? And that's what we'll showcase. Nice, like a little test. Yeah, exactly. How many designers worked on the design of this page? So it was myself um, and we had Katie who was responsible uh, for the branding um, Mm -hmm. and um, Cynthia who is responsible for more of the web. And then we kind of all came together for everything else afterwards. 
which is like blogs, emails, um, social. Uh, I think we did some animation stuff for and video. And so Jose did some of the um, our motion and just brought everything together and brought it to life. And Shopify is now fully remote too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so was is there anything to share about how you you work on a collaborative project like this? Like, because this is coming from a place where um, for me and for my team, like we just have like one owner per project essentially, where it's like I'm going to design this and you're going to design that, and so it's like one person designing the full thing. So I'm super keen to learn about like collaboration and any tips you have for doing that in a remote environment too on a project yeah. like this. So we relied heavily on Figma Slack. Yeah, our Google Hangouts. With Slack, the new sort of thing, the huddle feature, it's essentially um, a feature where you just press and connect with someone on Slack, but it's just voice um, Mm -hmm. and it's not camera um, because with camera fatigue and and that you just, sometimes it's just nice to have voice. And especially when you're like working and you want to be heads down, but also talk. Uh, and be like bouncing ideas off of each other and so there were days and and whatever uh, chunks of time where we just say okay you want to huddle and so we'll pop on and we'll just be in the figma be working be jamming on stuff and also have a yeah a voice sort of talking and so it's kind of like they're beside you that's nice they're not yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) It was good. Really and we, we would have like frequent sort of check-ins. So daily sort of stand up and check-ins. Um, and then we would do our design specific check-ins um, where, yeah, we would either say, okay, these are the things I'm going to work on, focus on those. And then, yeah, heads down, go work and then check back in at the end of the day. Yeah. You said that the branding process for this was very short. So I'm curious <laughs> to know how long the rest of it was. Like if we look at this beautiful web page here, what was the, the time frame on getting that designed? So I think we started the brand stuff September. So two mm-hmm. weeks into that. Uh, and then the web and everything else was yeah mid-September to end of October. And then, I, I, actually, not end of October because we had to leave room, obviously, for development. Um, so maybe... That is a thing, yep. <laughs> late, late October. Uh, and then while they were building it, uh, we focused on like building out the toolkit, the, all the other marketing assets and mm-hmm. sort of templates. And so what we built out is not just the brand, um, but we had to create a almost like a mini visual design system because we were sort of a um, decentralized team. What we build would then like other marketing UX teams would take it. For example, Mm. like the social team would take what the toolkit and build out their social campaigns from it. Or the broadcast team uh, would take it and build out um, some videos and some like, yeah, educational or or getting started videos and stuff like that. And so packaging everything up so that they had all the tools and assets and marketing things that they needed. So you basically in like two months made a whole brand, a whole (laughs) website and a whole design system and templates and shared it out with everybody. That's amazing. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of work, but a lot of fun work. And yeah, it's not every day that Shopify releases a product and we get to create the brand for it. So a a lot of the team were 
I don't know, we're really excited to, to work on it. And um, that just, yeah, motivated us to make the product better. And yeah, it was good overall. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the brand a little more. So, I mean, maybe we start with talking about the main Shopify brand. Um, and then we can shift into hydrogen, which like anyone watching the video version has now seen like how visually different it can look to, to the main brand. But yeah, let's talk about Shopify's brand. How would you describe the brand? I know what I'm supposed to say, <laughs> which is like bold, innovative and grounded. And so those are our brand attributes. But if I can just say that we are always trying to figure ourselves out and I don't want to say we're this and kind of, I don't know, put ourselves in this sort of box. We're always trying to get better. We're always trying to like redefine ourselves. We really did start as a e-com website building tool and yeah. we've evolved since then. And we now have lots of products, lots of services that we provide. And we've kind of had to redefine that space for ourselves. And so I, I do say bold, innovative and grounded does resonate, but we are still like newish and like kind of trying to figure ourselves out and trying to find that space for ourselves to kind of, yeah, own. So some of those attributes do stream into our work. So when I think about hydrogen, it is definitely bold. It's definitely innovative. Yeah. Um, the grounded portion to me is where the merchant comes in. Like we want to showcase the merchants as themselves. We want them to shine. We want them to be um, the stars. So yeah. the work that we kind of like our marketing is honest. It's authentic. Um, it's empathetic. And we want to be helpful and we kind of giving them all the tools that they need to be entrepreneurs because the last thing they want to think about is like money and taxes and like all of that mm. stuff and so we're trying to like i don't know give them that sort of independence and empower them to do and focus on what they love as opposed to like building a business <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, lo I love the flexibility that comes from you saying, you know, we're still figuring ourselves out. We have our base. It's sort of like, you know, as humans, we have our base morals, right? We know what is like true for us, but maybe we're still figuring out how we express ourselves and we're like trying new things and stuff like that. And it sounds yeah. like you can do that with a brand, which is really cool. The fun thing for me to see is like the brand and audience expansion team, uh, which is another marketing UX team, they are always experimenting. Um, they do things behind the scenes in like small like little campaigns and they test out, like they're testing out things on TikTok or on Discord or, and so they're pushing the envelope and then bringing it back into the brand. And so hmm. bringing back like the, into the foundational pieces. And so teams like us can take that and then, run with it so it's yeah. pretty exciting <laughs> yeah that's so cool and like obviously looking at hydrogen it feels so modern i guess is the word to use you know like it's very on trend something that like developers are going to see and go this looks cool you know can you tell me Laura, a little more about how you describe the hydrogen brand then and how it compares to the main shopify brand Yes. So we started off this project wanting to really, really stand out from any other framework that's out there. And so we did do like sort of a market landscape of everything that's out there, taking a look at 
um, logos as well as websites. And for the most part, they feel similar. And so we really wanted to stand out. We wanted it to be different. I think one of the first sort of uh, things that we came up with um, internally was like, what is the brand personality? And so we attributed it to Lisa Simpson. So she's very opinionated, very smart, very modest, and she's part of the family, but she's also she sticks out and she she holds her ground and she's funny and yeah so that was hydrogen for us and we kind of wanted to do the retro sort of internet and like pull in the nostalgia and the fun but not necessarily like the clunkiness or the slowness or yeah. whatever that like the negative of the early internet we wanted to bring back the creativity the ascii arts the being creative in a world where you didn't have a ton of like tools, like graphics or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and so people found creativity through ASCII art and like creating these beautiful pieces with symbols and, and lines and dots and things like that. So that's part of the brand. The other thing is we really honed in on the creative concept and the wrapper was uh, strong foundations, no limitations. And what that means is we have this React framework, which is super strong foundation, and you build on top of it your creativity. Um, and so the world is kind of your oyster and what you can build. And that is kind of where the logo came from. So you have this layer of this yeah. dark H foundation and another one on top. And that sort of hexagonal cube shape is the crystal structure of hydrogen. So, mm. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, so many layers. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of sort of thoughtful design decisions that were made based on like the name of the product, the product itself and what it stood for and what we wanted it to stand for. And yeah, it was just, it, came together and some of the visuals that you see so some of the uh, grids it's foundational it's it's composable it's like this building block of yeah these building blocks or lego blocks that you can put together to build um, your storefront and then you have your creative crazy gradient that yeah is is just like a skin on top you know what's it's even more amazing to like first of all it's great hearing you talk about this and all the layers to it and then we have to remind ourselves this brand came together in two weeks and so all of, all of these layers and all this like rich backstory and like you know the whole project happening in like essentially two months just makes it even more amazing i think that's super cool yeah one other thing like to throw a wrench into like the whole branding is that in the back of our minds we also had to think about how it would play and fit with oxygen so we have hydrogen the product or the framework mm -hmm. and then we have oxygen which is like the hosting um, for okay. the storefronts and so if you're on the website you scroll down you'll see a little um, sort of area that talks about oxygen and so oxygen is kind of this hosting or this support structure for hydrogen and so we had to kind of meld the two logos together so yeah <laughs> that's a piece of context for for the other nice. logo too when you're not working on hydrogen which is like I what i'm hearing i think is that this is kind of rare for you to start like create a whole new brand for a whole new product from scratch because that doesn't happen super often what about in like 
a regular day-to-day in non-hydrogen times? What mm-hmm. sort of things is your team responsible for and working on? Yeah, so we are basically responsible for, yeah, 360 sort of marketing. So anything from emails to blogs to uh, web. We even do like internal marketing too. So when it comes to like teams needing a logo, for example, um, so the core logo um, we came up with for our team. Um, there's some swag or we, we put together this swag box. So, um, it was kind of like, yay, we're a big team now. Um, here's a little swag and like welcome to the team. So we did a lot of the packaging we did. Here's, here's one of the pins. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know if you see it, but there's like this desk object that we created as well. So we worked with sort of a local manufacturer to create these like physical desk objects. Because when you're working in a remote world, like if you have something that is, I don't know, in your background and just to be proud of, like you are part of this team. Yeah. Um, so there was stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the normal, stuff. normal stuff and then the internal stuff as well. Yeah. Is Shopify.com, for example, you're under your team? Is that what you work on? No, it's not. So we have a separate team, uh, the growth team that is mm-hmm. responsible to uh, build out Shopify.com and maintain it. Mm-hmm. But what the difference is with our team is that when we have product launches that are part of our pillar products or our core products, then we work with them to update and build those pages. Um, gotcha. So. We as a team don't really own any surfaces, um, mm-hmm. but we work with other teams who do to maintain, or sorry, to update and, and launch whatever project or product that we're launching. And does that growth team, the designers on that, would they be designing the website for, or, or like working with the other product teams as well? So it's, is it sort of like they are centralized in a way and you are the people, like the decentralized ones coming in to partner? And yes. being that bridge between? Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that's exactly it. So they um, they work with all the other product teams and we work in the same way and we just work together to yeah update that surface. Uh, if we're working on, let's say, a, a piece of the product, like we work with the social team to create mm-hmm. assets. We work with, um, yeah, it, it really depends on um, what we're launching and where we're launching it. Yeah. Cool. So something you mentioned as well to do with hydrogen is these CTAs and how you were testing to see which one gets people interested the most. I love this stuff. I'm a big nerd for it, big nerd for like testing and like, I don't know, just seeing what people respond to. Um, tell me a little bit more about how much this plays into your work and uh, how often you do these types of, of testing things. So we try to do it as much as we can. Nice. We're, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be honest. We don't do it as well as we should. I feel like everybody um, says that. Yeah. I feel that too. <laughs> yeah. So with this specific project, we, yeah, we worked with our data and insights team. We made sure that all of the tracking was, was done and we're, we're tracking everything on Google analytics, um, in terms of like click throughs and like, um, uh, traffic and yeah, just eyeballs on the page and where they're coming from. And, yep. uh, we do have uh, specific campaigns out um, that we're tracking. And so we know where people are coming from, what are the most yeah, engaged pieces. Like I said, I think we just need to get better at that. And something to note, like with a product like this, like we can get folks to the page, 
Um, but for them to like it and like the product, like that is kind of where our sort of metric stops. Like that would be the product side. So if the product's great, awesome. People are going to use it. They're going to come back and they're going to like, um, use it even more. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of, we have to recognize that marketing, yeah, are accountable for certain metrics and then product is accountable for the product metrics basically. Yeah. Let's talk more a little bit about metrics. Is there anything in particular that, um, I don't know, first of all, do you work in like KPIs, OKRs, quarterly sprints? Like how do you set goals with your Um, team? I guess the equivalent for us in terms of OKRs is what we call missions. End of last year, beginning of this year, we missions were announced and those are basically our goals for the year. Um, And they last anywhere between six to... Uh, 12 months uh, or even longer um, depending on the mission and so as a team our core team we have I think 10 missions and they are tied to each product area and so Mm. those product areas are based on like the jobs to be done framework so sell deliver engage operate insights and build these missions kind of help us rally around these large initiatives mm. cross-functionally and so we're all pointed in the same direction and we're working towards these missions and so that feeds into marketing and each um, of these missions we have sort of a dedicated marketing team that contribute to it oh cool so it seems like these are these missions are really goals that the whole company can get behind you know and it's a great way for teams to come together and all be yeah like you said pointing in the same direction exactly and so when we think about like priorities or when we think about the work that um we're going to focus on like we everything needs to ladder up to these missions Mm -hmm. um and so if it doesn't we've been given the permission to say no we're not working Mm -hmm. on that so it really just really focuses our team on on the right things yeah um, and I'm sure that there's like limits to how much you can share of exact missions, but is the mission framed in terms of like a, a number, like a metric you're trying to get to, or no. is it more of like a state of being? They're not metrics and numbers, but it's like, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, um, mm. or we're going to, yeah, build this and I don't know, convert this to this new framework. Gotcha. Um, so it's kind of like whatever needs to be done to get this mission done. Or, or completed the whole team rallies to doing that gotcha so, yeah yeah and then for your team then in particular or like you as the manager do you have certain metrics that you're accountable for and that you know you track on a regular basis yeah so from a i guess from a team perspective and from a like project perspective yes we have to launch certain things mm-hmm. we are usually working towards launches or working towards events so that as a team is sort of our okrs i guess yep. um but from an individual perspective like we measure it on impact uh, mm-hmm. and so we have things like um, intended outcomes that we work on. Um, and so those last anywhere between three to six months and intended outcomes are basically objectives for individuals, uh, and then objectives for the team and objectives for Shopify as a whole. And so what are these objectives and what are the goals that ladder up to these objectives? And so it could be like, I want to improve on my leadership, um, Mm -hmm. And so what are those goals that are smart goals um, that you can um, just 
kind of say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to take this course, this conference. Um, and so they're measurable and, and timely and, and all that stuff. And so we can check those things off. And, and that's how we sort of measure from an individual perspective. Yeah, that makes sense. And when a project like Hydrogen launches, is there metrics that you've set around like usage in the first week, traffic, clicks, things like that, that everyone on the team is looking at together? Yeah, so that is usually defined in our um, go-to-market plan. Mm -hmm. And so we do have metrics that we're, yeah, constantly just referencing. And we have been tracking that stuff. And we actually just did a summary and announcement uh, of like the, what has happened. And so that's something that we obviously we also want to get better at. The growth team has their own like data and insight folks, but we don't. Um, mm. And so we're hoping that like we've been utilizing their team, but we're hoping that we can one day have our yeah, own. Yeah, one day. <laughs> in, a, in a future. Yeah. yeah. So this is a lot of work that you do, obviously. How are projects managed? For you, for you and your team? Like who is deciding what gets worked on when and who's working on what and what tools are you using for this? I know yeah. it's like boring to talk about this stuff, but like it's actually not. It's actually really interesting because everyone has their own way of doing it. <laughs> so on our production team, we have what we call UX producers. Mm -hmm. And those are the folks that keep us in line. And so when you think about UX producers, they're like a mix of project managers, scrum masters, and product ops. And so they help us manage the project, um, schedule meetings, timelines, manage stakeholders, manage like any of the feedback that we have. And they really help us run things smoothly. I mean, without them, like this project wouldn't have gone as smoothly and yeah, it wouldn't have been two months <laughs> or so. When a project comes in, we usually, as a leads team, come together and prioritize. And so they're usually prioritized in tiers. And so there's tier one, two, and three. So that's the priority. Mm -hmm. But that's also based on the mission itself uh, right. and when the product team is launching something or if we have an event that we have to announce something. So we work really closely with the product team to understand their roadmap and it trickles down to ours. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Something that you've already talked about a bit, like at the beginning we were talking about the challenges that come with decentralized and how it's like solved some things, but then obviously new challenges been introduced. What other like main obstacles faced by your team at the moment that you're working on, on solving and fixing for? Yeah, so I think I, I did mention at the beginning, like our team supports over 1700 Shopify folks um, on the core team and so we are a team of 17 working towards like 10 missions. And so when you think about our team, it sounds big, but it's not compared to like all yeah. the products that we have to like support. Um, so that has been a little bit difficult because we want to say yes to everything and help, but we don't like we can't do everything all at yeah. once and together. And so, yeah, we're building out our team, but also making sure that we have enough work to keep everybody engaged and happy and, and all that stuff. So it's a fine balance, especially for me as a manager, trying to figure that out. And the other thing is that we don't own any surfaces and we don't maintain any of the internal like projects, sorry, products. Um, and so when we have to launch, we need to reach out to those teams and understand like their tech stack or how it's built. And so there's sort of a learning curve there too. 
um, and context that we have to sort of attain. And so, yeah, having that like knowledge and that context is super, super important. Um, and so our team is, we have to build that. We have to build that context um, up sometimes every time, or if we've worked on a project already, we already have that context. And so it's easier to to update and build again and also like getting the time with the other teams that you need help for as well and like yeah. getting yeah. fitting in yeah and their roadmaps too like mm. uh, like if they don't have the time then we're kind of like we have to juggle that so that's why our ux producers are awesome yes yes <laughs> i am very jealous we don't have anyone in that role at Convertkit, <laughs> and i would really like someone to be <laughs> let's end by talking about something that you're most proud of from your time working at Shopify? I'm going to say, well, two things. Hydrogen, obviously, because it's yeah. fresh and um, I'm and very really cool. yeah. <laughs> excited. And, and um, yeah, I love it. Um, I love the, how the team came together. I love how it's a good example of like product marketing and PMMs working together to like push something out that was like that we're proud of and that we stand behind the design and we really thought through like what it means. Um, so I'm really proud of the work that the team has done. What I'm personally proud of is building out this team. Like we started mm -hmm. out with two designers and myself. And so we've doubled sort of in the last year. And yeah, I, I want to build sort of an environment where there's trust and there's a safe feeling of like, I can critique this work without feeling like I'm, I don't know, being negative or whatever. Yeah. It yeah. comes from a good place. And so if we can build out that confidence to be able to give that feedback, then it's just going to make our work so much better. Um, and so I'm proud of, I don't know, this sort of tight knit <laughs> family that we've built out uh, that can yeah, work together, collaborate together and, and build cool, cool stuff. <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks so much for everything you've shared, Lucy. This has been super fascinating. Thank you. It's been great. I hope you enjoyed that episode, everyone. I especially love the way that Lucy talked about the fact that even as large a company as they are, Shopify is still figuring themselves out as a brand. And that means that Lucy and her team have the ability to explore and push the design direction of their work. I've been loving doing this recently at work myself when working on ConvertKit sub-brands like Creator Sessions and Craft and Commerce, which is our annual conference. And fun fact, I built both of those sites in Webflow. I think it's really important as an in-house designer to get to be able to be creative like this every now and then and just like, I don't know, use a different color palette for once. And obviously the team at Shopify got to do this with Hydrogen, so it was great to hear from Lucy about that. As always, I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode. Please feel free to tweet me or tag me on Instagram with them. I'm at Charlie Prangley on both. I'd also really appreciate if you would leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out more episodes of the show at InsideMarketingDesign.co. Thank you again to Webflow for sponsoring this season. Thank you again to you for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.